Hello and welcome to the Forum Finance podcast. All you need to know about finance right here. Hello, my name is Pablo Vandara Blanco and I'm a portfolio manager at the Forum Finance Group in Geneva. Today, I'm going to talk about an asset class that almost everyone has heard of, private equity. This is one of the oldest asset classes. Since the start of the Industrial Revolution, investors have been acquiring businesses and making investments in private companies. Companies such as Uber, Spotify or Airbnb are recent examples of companies owned by private equity firms before being listed. During the 21st century, this asset class has expanded. This growth has largely occurred because of interest in these investments by institutions such as endowment and pension funds, as well as high net worth individuals seeking diversification and return opportunities. Private equity can be considered as complex and opaque due to its structure and strategy. In this podcast, I'll try to summarize and explain how investors can implement this asset class within their financial portfolio. Private equity funds are often defined as illiquid and expensive. Let's try to shed some light on those two points. Illiquidity is one of the main constraints of this asset class. Traditional private equity funds are closed-end with terms of 10 years. Indeed, buying private companies, improving and selling them takes time. Imagine wanting to buy your favorite restaurant. You need to get in touch with them, check the restaurant's financial health, agree on a price with the seller and then think about a new strategy so you add your twist to it. Then you have to run it for a few years and demonstrate the improved situation before you consider selling it. That's why private equity typically does not offer the same liquidity as traditional investment. In addition to that, they are more expensive than traditional funds. Regarding the fees, funds are generally structured with a management fee based on assets under management, usually ranging from 1% to 2% depending on the invested amount, plus an incentive fee or performance fee based on realized profit. Usually, it's 10%. Sometimes, the fee structure specifies that the incentive fee is earned only after the fund achieves a specified return known as a hurdle rate. These higher fees tend to reflect the anticipated performance and the amount of hands-on work to be done to achieve the performance. So, why invest in private equity strategies? The main reasons are that they provide investors with access to an important part of the economy that is not yet listed on a stock exchange. In particular, new up-and-coming businesses such as the recent tech companies and that they provide portfolio diversification benefits, improving the overall risk-reward profile for your portfolio. Investors should consider private equity to enhance portfolio returns while increasing diversification. Unlisted companies offer exposure to a broad range of growth and transformational opportunities across the globe, enhancing the risk-return profile of a financial portfolio. The investment structure might seem complex, but let's try to make it simple. Private equity funds are mainly structured as partnerships in where the fund manager is a general partner, GP, and investors are limited partners, LPs. Limited partnerships are restricted to investors who are expected to understand and to be able to assume the risk associated with investments. Investors are considered as limited partners as they have a passive role and are not allowed to make any decision regarding the strategy or the underlying company management. 
Most general partners, also known as fund managers, will invest a significant amount of their own capital in the fund, which align them with a limited partner's interest. There are three main strategies when talking about private equity. First, LBOs or leverage payout. Most of the private equity activity involves leverage buyout of established profitable and cash-generative companies with a solid customer base, proven products, and a high-quality management. The GP usually has an active role in managing, optimizing, and making the company more efficient and implement it in different ways, such as growing the business organically or through acquisitions, making operational improvements or finding a new management team. Usually, those transactions are financed through a loan representing more than 50% of the company value. Second strategy is venture capital, which typically involves investing or providing financing to young companies with high growth potential. In that case, typically, the GP works in partnership with a funder or an entrepreneur in new high growth business with the aim of delivering a strong performance. As the company is at an early stage and not profitable yet, this strategy may be considered as riskier as there is limited visibility on earnings. However, this should allow for high returns over the long term. The third strategy focuses on special situation companies. These are companies in turmoil or having consequent operational or financial trouble. This strategy has an opportunistic approach and is aimed at providing capital solutions for complex niche investments. Another aspect to bear in mind is the fund type. There are four types of funds. Primary funds, it's simply investing in a new fund launched by a GP which directly invests in several companies. The fund is diversified and has a strategy usually tilted towards a region or a sector. Secondary funds, here, the manager buys existing private equity funds, not companies, on the secondary market. This market is essential to provide liquidity to investors. The third is co-investments. In that case, the investor makes a direct investment to a company that a private equity manager has already analyzed. Sometimes, due to investment restrictions, managers can't invest the whole amount available to them. Therefore, the manager or for the LPs or other investors to participate in the deal. The fourth fund of funds, for clients wishing to have a diversified approach, these types of funds allow investors to commit to a fund that in turn makes commitments to analyzed individual private equity funds. Historically, large institutions have been at the forefront of those investing in private equity with the expectation of diversifying their portfolios and enhancing their risk-return profile. More recently, this asset class has also been made more available to high net worth individuals, but it should be entered into with great care for some of the reasons explained earlier. In conclusion, private equity is an attractive asset class as it tends to behave differently from traditional investments and can provide excess returns through a full economic cycle. It offers a combination of potentially better risk-adjusted returns of a public market, a long-term focus, and access to innovative and fast-growing businesses. However, historical data demonstrate that manager selection is a key element when investing in private equity. Indeed, the return dispersion is very large. At Forum Finance, we've developed an expertise as we have been investing in this asset class for many years. 
We will be glad to have a discussion with you to see if any of our approved strategies might fit your investment needs. There are many other specificities of private equity not covered in this podcast. Do not hesitate to contact your relationship manager or firm finance if you would like to know more about the opportunities of investing in private markets.